Hello and welcome to this episode of Critics on a Bus, the podcast where two best friends review the latest films and talk film theory. All of us listening to this podcast right now fit into one of five categories. The first category are those who haven't heard of or have heard of but haven't listened to Hamilton. Now, the first of those, those who haven't heard of Hamilton, are those who live under rocks. And those who haven't listened to Hamilton are generally those who haven't gotten their priorities straight. In category number two, we have those who have listened to Hamilton, but unfortunately do not like it. For example, uh, Ben Shapiro, the famous political commentator, does not like Hamilton for a number of reasons. Now, the unique thing about these individuals is not only are they wrong, but they are an abomination. And if you're fixed in that category, then this podcast is probably not for you. In group three, we have those like myself who up until recently had only listened to Hamilton and who love and worship it. I genuinely believe that Hamilton is a work of genius and we'll come to the reasons for that later in the podcast. In group four, we have those who have heard of Hamilton, who love it, and who have been lucky enough to have seen it. This could have been at Broadway, the West End, in Chicago, Los Angeles, any city that is showing Hamilton as a theatre production. And finally, in group five, we have those who have heard of Hamilton, who love it, who have seen it, and who in particular have seen it with the original cast. Now, these are the most fortunate of any of the people in these five groups, and they it is perhaps the slimmest group the fewest amount of people fit into that group. For this reason, Hamilton being released on Disney Plus with the original cast is a huge blessing. If we exclude the people in that final group who already saw it, and if we exclude the people in group two who do not like Hamilton, unless of course they repent and change, then for the rest of all of us, Hamilton coming to Disney Plus is a huge blessing. And that is what we are going to talk about today. Now, there are going to be two aspects to this review. We're going to look at Hamilton as a musical. We're going to look at the music, the story, the acting and so forth. And then we're going to look at the significance of Hamilton being translated onto the TV screen, what we thought was good or bad there and what perhaps the pros and cons are of this approach. Now, with me today... Uh, as always, is the lovely Cameron McKeever, who, up until today, had not seen or listened to Hamilton. So, start us off with some first impressions. Actually, do you know what? Let's back up a second. Uh, let's back up a second. So, before you came and watched Hamilton today... What had you heard about it? What did you know about it? What did you not know about it? Um, well, first of all, I was in, I was in category one <laughs> before today. I, yes. I hadn't even listened to the music. Um, yes. Uh, I I knew it was a phenomenon. I knew it was written by Lin-Manuel that people absolutely love it um all weekend on social media um leading up to from from july 3rd to today july 6th when we're recording people were basically just watching frozen 2 or hamilton or the both um which me and ashton have done this weekend as well. <laughs> um 
bingo <laughs> on, on on disney plus and so i knew it was about the american revolution mm-hmm. uh i didn't know who hamilton was until today Fair um, enough. I hadn't done, I hadn't really done any research. I didn't really know the story or what was what about the revolution it was going to be about. Um, I knew that it was m- said to be all in rap, which I was not excited for. I'm not a rap fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and so I was a bit apprehensive watching it, to be honest with you, because um especially because the whole musical is all music um it's difficult to pull off it's difficult to concentrate for and the oh, almost two hours 40 of rap it would be like oh my gosh i'm not sure i can manage that um so yeah i was a bit apprehensive i was i was curious to see if i would get the hype my mate my big thing is but i i was going it from a very i mean i'm quite a musical theater novice i've seen five um theater productions uh four of which are musicals one was not um and four of those five productions have been in the last like three years so (laughs) Mm so i was curious to see how this stacked up against some of the other ones i've seen as well because i've seen like wicked um i saw mary poppins returns or mary poppins the the broadway and stuff so i mean i was interested to see how it stacked up against some big and other classical names in theatre so yeah fair enough so you you were really quite new to all of this you you were a clean slate you knew that it was something to do with the american revolution but you hadn't necessarily heard of hamilton per se Mm -hmm. and you yourself are relatively new to musicals in that your experience in musical watching musical theatre has only come in the past few years Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I mean because you don't live under a rock you were aware that it was a very very hyped musical uh, and you were wondering okay is the hype worthy and also like you say apprehensive about perhaps two hours and 40 of rap as you later discovered there are lots of musical styles uh in hamilton yes um yes Thank okay you. so just no pressure here i have introduced this as you know the greatest thing ever and i personally do maintain that it is i i just yeah maybe this is a good time for me to come in here i am an unashamed hamilton super fan i i don't care Uh, call me a fangirl call me mainstream whatever (laughs) i think that hamilton is truly a work of genius i came across it in 2015 i guess so that was when it was just coming out i had a friend recommended to me and throughout 2016 i listened to it i listened to it all over the summer i could attempt it from beginning to end and probably get it about 75% to 80% word perfect right like i i love this thing i think that it captures the and also just to add i'm someone who did history for undergrad and i even did a specific module on the revolutionary war so i I love how historically accurate this thing is. I love how it captures the the feeling of the era, the excitement, the starting of a new nation. I suppose the difficulties of the war, but then what the war meant and what winning the war meant and so forth. And so, and that's all that on the one side. And on the other side, I think that the, the lyrics 
and the wordplay and the double entendres and everything are just uh, in, in a league of their own. So I I am an unashamed, just Ham, like super Hamilton fan. So with that stage set, as it were, please be honest. I know you will be. What are your first general impressions after having just watched Hamilton? <laughs> I I like I've watched it. I finished about an hour and a half ago, so that's how fresh I am out of this. A lot to digest. I think it was overhyped, in my opinion. Okay. I think it's in the past five years since it's been out. I think it's been massively overhyped. I think similar to the issue that Ashling has with La La Land, you know, she we hyped it up as one of the best like cinematography musicals and all that kind of stuff in in, cinema, in recent history in cinema, and she was like it kind of fell flat a little bit and I think for me it's been hyped so much to this like inspiring all-encompassing greatest musical ever it was good it was interesting there there are a few things we'll get into later on as to why I don't think it lives up to the hype in more specific detail um I did enjoy it but it's not something I'd rush to watch again well I think I know what's going on here so as some of you may know, Cameron has just had a child and uh, there is such a thing as, I think, sleep delirium, sleep, lack of sleep delirium, uh, which I guess would be caused by lack of sleep. And it must be that talking right now because I can't come up with any other rational explanation for <laughs> such a deflating uh, uh, initial uh, review of Hamilton. Of course, I'm kidding. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But... Given that you've only seen it once and given that you're about to talk to me, I hope that perhaps we can convince you uh, to see it through slightly different eyes. We'll maybe see. your passion will, will uh, infect me a little bit. Yeah, maybe it will rub off. Let's let's see. So let's start by talking about Hamilton itself, about the musical, and then we'll come to the significance of it being on TV. So let's talk about the music because it has a certain particular styles going on there uh what was your, what were your impressions of of the music itself do you know there was there was so much music in it it's very difficult to sometimes identify when one starts and one stops there's a lot of reprises and a lot of similar themes um that run throughout you know the i don't think i made my shot you know there's the helpless theme mm-hmm. i very much liked the um the 10 commandments of dueling right and that came out three in the three big kind of jewels yeah um, that that was very good and they kept that kind of motif and that really helps kind of like signify okay they're in a jewel now because this song is here and mm-hmm. um those overarching themes with the music were very good necessary for the the poor staging and oh. so i think that i think that the music really helps carry the film i like that they made the, the government like a rap battle um, yeah, the cabinet battles. Yeah, 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 especially like Jefferson and, and um, Hamilton. I think I thought that was really clever and really fun. And you know, they did express some themes. I really, really liked King George's song. <laughs> um, I, I mean, he was he he lit up the stage every time he came on, and he did his performance was so good, just really funny and witty, and kind of like a real good like breaker for the audience. Especially because you know, I mean, King George is, is famously it goes mad and it's insane. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really funny that they kind of play him as like a real lightheaded kind of like whimsical person because you know in the end he does go bonkers, um, which mm-hmm. is ironic because I think he says when you leave me I'll go mad and he might yeah. mean he might mean angry but it, for me it's funny knowing that he does actually go mad 
yeah. before he dies and like King, for- King George Fourth is a regent and stuff. So yeah, I, I thought I mean, the music was good. There were times where because I'm not interested in rap, so when they got like rap or beatboxing and stuff, I got very much like well, well wasn't too into it. But that's just my personal music preference. Though I appreciated the skill and obviously to perform that for such a long time and so many lyrics so fast sometimes and to remember all that is incredible skill so i do think you know you've got you've got to salute the the talent in performing such a long play uh, a long musical with such fast flowing rhythmic wording and lyrics that really kind of that could easily tongue tie you yeah that's my initial thoughts on the news. You know, all I'm here, I, I heard 80% positivity there. Could it be that this is similar to me and Infinity War, where, you know, I, I, I talk it up and then you say, well, how come you said all these great things? And then you claim to not like it really overall. Like, <laughs> I, I, well, we'll get on to other aspects of it. <laughs> yeah, we will. But, uh, but at least for the music, I was hearing a lot of positivity there. And I would, I would basically echo everything that you just said there. There's incredible skill uh, in the rap uh, being performed with, like you say, the potential for kind of tongue ties there. Uh, but instead uh, being performed so consistently. I think that rap was such... I'm echoing the words of hundreds of people here, but I I think that rap was such a great choice for the mood that this was trying to set, the atmosphere that it was trying to set. Rap is generally about uh, questioning society, about bringing up difficult themes and about challenge and you have obviously the idea of of rap battles as well and it's about it's about really taking words and using them to their full extent to express so you know you have uh say a a rubbish you know pop song uh like call me maybe or something like that that makes very uh, a very kind of poor use of the english language and then you have something like eminem's rap god which has such a, a broad kind of meaningful usage of the English language and that has all sorts of wordplay and and so forth and I feel like given that this is an era where you know uh, British rule is being challenged when a a new nation is coming forward it's exciting and when new ideas are being debated like you say in the cabinet battles I feel like choosing to capture that through rap particularly given that Alexander Hamilton is someone who was renowned for uh, his way with words, renowned for how prolifically he wrote. I just, I feel like that's that's half of the brilliance of Hamilton is is the marriage of rap and the Revolutionary War. And that blows me away every time I, I watch it. However, and obviously you said this, I, you know, it, it's not all rap. Yes, significant portions of it are. And I think, you know, there's a good enough balance in my view, because, of course, two hours and 40 minutes of rap, even for me, would probably be a bit too much. Just for some context, here I am speaking with the posh British accent. I love rap, just to have that, have that said. I may not be the obvious kind of fan of rap, but I, I do. I uh, I do quite quite enjoy, enjoy enjoy me some rap, but but you know you have you have a, a wide variety of genres there. You have kind of like the, the the ballads kind of 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 King George, like you say, which has wonderful significance in there. Uh, you have kind of some uh, more kind of uh, love song esque type stuff coming for for when they're singing about their their sons. You have 
um, slightly more poppy music in there. Um, you've got a bit of kind of swing music when Thomas Jefferson comes back. It, it's it's a really diverse range of genres just to keep keep things keep things going. But rap being kind of the red thread that runs through it all, and I think I think that's all very good. Okay, so let's come to the story because I already knew a fair amount about the Revolutionary War before I came to Hamilton. So I felt like that significantly helped. How did you feel it told you the the history? Because I think you're a great case study here because you, you, you know, didn't really know too much about the history of the Revolutionary War. And so this is your first encounter with it. How do you feel like it told the history and, and what were the good bits and bad bits? I don't necessarily feel like I know the history much better now. Okay. You know, one of my one of my big things with a director called Tom Hooper is that he <laughs> he he's terrible at structuring time in films. He did like Les Mis and The King's Speech, and something else terrible I've watched recently. I forget. I think he did Cats. I think he did Cats, maybe. Uh, um, but one of his one of his absolute like cardinal sins in my book is he he forgets that time is is a thing. He just doesn't he doesn't recognize <laughs> time as an existence in, in our reality at all. And it messes up with you so much that you can you can't track a story well because as linear beings we understand things through time, and through um, the progression of time and, and that makes sense to us. We can we can judge how things go through the progression of time. Hamilton has the same kind of flaw in the story is that they they cover basically the entire lifespan of Alexander Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, through the the opening monologue where they, they talk about how he was basically you know in the Caribbean, but he was I assumed esteemed almost a genius in the Caribbean because of his yeah. his writing and his wording, and so much so that they go you're and after the hurricane, um he they basically go you're you're too good for we're gonna hold you back here's some money go to New York and make a life for yourself. Precisely. Yeah. If I understand what yeah. he said correctly, and he does, and he goes, and he he overachieves, and he works hard, and he wants to graduate Princeton super super quick because he's smart and he's clever, and he wants to join the growing movement of the revolution against the British. But I don't know where then throughout his life things go. I don't really know how old he is when he dies. I don't know how many years from from arriving into New York and to joining the revolution happens. I don't know how much sort of time it is. You don't you don't necessarily learn how long. It's 13 years because I know your your pre preamble to us that the revolutionary was 13 years. Roughly, yeah. Roughly, yeah. The, there is no context as to that. You don't know how long Washington is president for. If he's one or two terms, however, the terms are different to the is today. You know, you don't see necessarily them being a, like the the key structure of time is missing for me. As as I mean, that's because I like a linear. I don't not like linear. I like seeing time. Mm-hmm. Time makes sense, and I feel that the 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 musical um focus is has so much story to get through because of what he does in his life you know because he is uh, i mean you could probably could say the forgotten founding father of america and even in almost three hours they fit so much in but they don't help the audience especially if you're not if you're not viewing this from an american's perspective who doesn't necessarily understand the revolutionary war and the whole history of your country it can sort of lose you a little bit because you're like, well, how long did this take place over? I mean, his son's 19, so it's taken over 19 years. But, you know, how would that mean he did he call Eliza for two weeks? Is that what the story was saying? 
the you know there's there's so much that you you don't necessarily can you you would almost have to figure out yourself because they they don't have maybe the point is not to help you understand the the story in that sort of context and just kind of give you here's the information find the rest out yourself maybe it is so kind of a, uh, a challenge for self-exploration but i i struggle with big pieces like this it's like one of the fundamental flaws in the film version of lame is is they you know that's over ye- that's over like 20 years and you have no idea so it looks like it's over 20 minutes it's ridiculous um and hamilton has a kind of the same problem as they they don't there's there's no clear indication of time progressing in hamilton's life and i think for me that really hurts because i just I'm, I, I spend half the time figuring out how long have they been doing this for? Like, when did this stop? When did this finish? When, you know, and there's the only progression you have is the three different costumes he has the pre war costume, his revolutionary war costume, and then his green lawyer costume, his like founding father costume, and then glasses at the end. <laughs> you know, and those are, the, those are the only signifiers that something necessarily has changed, and which I think for me is an issue with the story. I think that's all fair. Sorry, just a, a correction on my part, actually. It was seven, seven years. Um, seven. I don't know where I got 13 from. But uh, yeah, seven years. I, I, I got that wrong and I never uh, corrected it when I told you. But um, but yeah, so I, I completely I agree with you in that something that it does lack is um, significant uh, time posts. The one recurring thing that they do do is that they do have... Uh, at the beginning of certain songs, they state what year it is, but they don't do that consistently. So, for example, the they because ha- they repeat it as a set set seventeen seventeen seventy six, for example, um, or seventeen eighty nine, but they do that four times, I think. So, uh, for example, for the Battle of Yorktown, which is the final battle, uh, it starts out by. Uh, saying the Battle of Yorktown, 1781. Uh, but then you would have to then mentally do the math. So, oh, okay, so they started revolting in 1776. So that's five years. But then, of course, you don't know that the war actually then technically continued on certain fronts for another two or so years. So I hear what you're saying. And it for sure, there it is. it doesn't give you as much of a sense of time as it could or should particularly towards the end like and like you say that's a similar issue that i had with les mis i was like wait he's dying now (laughs) why he's only like whatever in his 40s but um and they didn't do a good enough job on the makeup there i think to make him look old enough but but there's a similar thing here like you say particularly after the war i think there's a there's a sense of okay to to what extent is this what where where are we at yeah i I have no idea how long the i mean the whole post-war is i think a whole act isn't it the whole second act yeah. of war. But, like, yeah. I don't know. Because Liza lives for 50 years afterwards. So, like, how old was she? She was. She died very old, particularly for those times. Uh, but she lives well after Alexander Hamilton dies. Yeah. Um, so, like, how long is the obviously. whole, like... I mean, he, he basically conceded after Jefferson won. He, I died after Jefferson won. So you're looking at, potentially, if, if terms of presidents are four years still at the beginning of the American america washington was two terms i i'm, I'm gonna have to look but i i i, I don't I, think the terms were the same but because, you're, you're looking at potentially like 15 16 years after yeah so 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 he he died in 1804 so uh after yorktown so when he the died. war ended that was in 80 81 so 19 so yeah you're looking at 23 years after that 
Mm-hmm. And four years into Jefferson's yeah. presidency, four three. So, but like you know, I'm putting this out now, talking yeah, like exactly, and like yeah. that that just isn't there. And I think for some people that will be a big issue. Of course, I I, I definitely think if you're going into this and you're just like, okay, I'm going to watch this roar and I want to learn something about the American Revolution. I feel like what you learn will be pretty. Um, all over the place in terms of time like you say you don't have that sense of grounding again i just want to say that that there are certain things certain things like for example the fact that you you see a son being born and then you see him going to college which would imply that that was roughly you know 17 or 18 years afterwards but but again like you shouldn't have to do all these inferences and maths like necessarily to it, like you would have to really sit down separately from the musical, even if you just had the musical and do a lot of calculations to work out when everything is happening. And even then you would only get roughly when it was happening. So, yeah. OK, so I, I think that's a very, very fair criticism, particularly as someone going into it raw, not knowing too much about the history and um, whatnot. I definitely understand that time could be a big issue here. Um, I think that's fair. So. Uh, what were your thoughts on the performances and on on the uh, on the acting? I thought the the acting was very good. I, agree. Um, I thought it was very you know very solid, you know really good. They had very distinct personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Jefferson, like Lafayette. Yeah. Jefferson, you know he really does good at portraying two very different people. Yeah, they're they're very they're a very solid cast, very strong. You know, obviously very talented with their lyrics. I I did I I really liked King George and <laughs> Jonathan. Yeah, so like I I mean I thought he was great great King George. I, you know I thought really funny and really and he wasn't in it for very long, but the the whole cast was really really strong. Um, this might be very controversial though. I think potentially Lin Manuel was not the best choice for Alexander. No, I do that's not particularly controversial. Okay. I think I think a lot of people would agree with you there. I don't um, know who they could get. And maybe, you know, maybe future productions after he left the play had stronger Alexanders. I just felt that sometimes he was a bit rigid and a bit blocky. Uh, yeah, he, he just he he seemed very very stiff sometimes. Um and he really struggled with portraying himself and like really displaying emotion quite well across his face and things like that. And like he seemed very much more focused on getting it like lyrically perfect and timingly perfect. Potentially, I don't think he was the best choice for Hamilton in the film. And that on an acting aspect, that's the only person I thought mm, maybe you could replace him. Maybe it's because I know I know like I've seen Lin Manuel and Miranda and other things and like. I've seen his acting, uh, but just the the character of Hamilton, and the, I don't think he's was strong enough to center the whole thing around. So yeah, I guess so. Obviously, as uh, many people will know, Lin-Manuel Miranda he uh, wrote this whole thing, and he wrote the music, and and he wrote the lyrics, and and then uh, you know eventually came around to producing it, and 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 so as such me like many other fans look at this and we say well if he wants to cast himself as the main character i mean he he, you get certain liberties uh for being the person who <laughs> created this and so i will uh let you have it the, 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 uh, funnily enough though the, the the main criticism that is given is of his singing voice normally 
because again you have a lot of people who are very well trained around him and mm-hmm. he sings in tune but uh he doesn't really have the nicest kind of uh, tone to his voice uh but then like you say in terms of the acting side of things maybe it was lacking i didn't feel that as much as perhaps you did perhaps because i was just so into the whole thing but but yeah in terms of acting i, I can see how there were performances Definitely the performances around him were more professional and less rigid. I I, 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 think, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. But also, like you say, favourites, uh, I mean, favourite for me would be to be Diggs as, as Thomas Jefferson and Lafayette. Uh, he's so kind of animated and funny. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And same with uh, King George as well, to be fair, Jonathan Groff. I, I also am a huge fan of uh, the Skylar sisters, in particular Angelica Skylar. Uh, who's played by Renee Goldsberry. I, I, th- I thought she was really good on stage, uh, really kind of expressive and uh, so forth. So Peggy just uh, disappears. I just realised that. Peggy yeah, disappears. she does. And then the same actress actually plays uh, the Reynolds woman, the one who he has the affair with, Mariah. Oh, Reynolds. okay, okay. Yeah. But no, she does disappear. She she kind of historically kind of disappears as well. So, Yeah. Okay, well, finally, let's then come on to staging. I'm I'm curious what your beef is with the staging because I thought the staging was just fine. I, I honestly, I think they forgot about staging and they focused so much on it. The, the staging to me, from the plays I've seen, the musicals I've seen, this is the has the weakest staging because there was none. So okay, you've never seen this is like don't trash me for this comparison. You, you, you you've never seen Harry Potter in the Curse. No, 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 no. That's not even what I'm talking about. You've never, you've never seen Mary Poppins on stage. I have not. That's right. correct. Now, like, <laughs> I'm not a Mary Poppins fan, right? I, I, I much prefer the horror version of the trailer for the for the original movie. Like, <laughs> nah, you know, right? So, like, I, I'm not massively into Mary Poppins. And we went to see the stage production, and they they, they uh, this incredible staging performance you know they have like at different times they have whole, like a whole like a whole like part of the the house is a whole doll's house that uh, randomly at different times appears in the stage and they have the whole house interior which they can just fold away and, and move in and and you know when they go into paintings or something you know they they the whole kind of set changes they they also have this the whole cast do this incredible um dance number and routines through a lot of their songs and it's impressive ashling who has seen a lot more and has been more musicals than i have she's never seen such like a complex and technical like dancing and staging not just for the ensemble but for the main cast as well and they sing a particularly amazing version of um supercalifragilistic expelidocious um and at one point they spell out the word which is not an easy word to spell out do almost like a, a body movement of like each word at the same time so like s you know each they do like each letter yeah they spell out lyrically and physically each letter whilst moving across the stage and dancing and all keeping in time and it gets faster and faster in the reprise at the very end and you sit there going how on earth are they doing that and they're hitting it all the time where i feel that a lot of hamilton was very much like darkness one chair here one chair there you know fake table on your lap and at the one point they move a staircase (laughs) you know i i just feel that they 
they could have done so much more with their staging and they didn't they might maybe they wanted to keep it minimalist to focus on the story but their story is so large and so vast that i feel like and the the lyrics are so much you need a bit more visualization a visualization of time would have been would have been an easy way out to help the audience figure out the timing of the thing and for me the my biggest gripe with the whole hamilton thing is their staging I I genuinely feel like they just like the music is great the the story is powerful and poignant uh, you know uh, the whole thing about their their casting and and who they've got is incredible um let's get this out go okay you've got the lyrics down great let's spin in a circle a bunch of times we got this <laughs> and then they then they put it on and and I think people get so swept up by the impressive lyrics and performances that they forget the staging is is subpar for such a hit broadway production in my opinion you know know, i feel like you can interpret this two ways though so first of all i i do agree with you that I, i agree with you that the staging could have been better i personally am not bothered by it probably because I'm I'm too swept away <laughs> by the music and the story but 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 equally I think it's possible that there could have been a scenario in which the staging perhaps detracted from uh, the story and the music because unlike a number of things like Mary Poppins uh dancing isn't key to Hamilton and I think that that's perhaps one of the the key reasons for why um stage design was perhaps a bit more minimalist um because i guess it it's it's less about their their physical movements and i guess a lot more about you know the significance of the lyrics and the story i i do could they have then done that and in a non-detracting way made the the staging better yes i think that's true and i, I think that that's a, a fair point but equally i mean you know i i feel like it's it was functional as functional as it needed to be, at least for me watching it, I feel like it was, you know, okay, there was some symbolism in, in, in some of the moves. I think that the way that, you know, they did the wedding and then uh, rewound it for uh, Angelica's song. I think Mm -hmm. that that was relatively ingenuitive. Uh, I, you know, I, I feel like it was, it was functional and I, and for me, that's all it kind of needed, all it needed to be really. Um, I, I don't go to Hamilton and come away thinking, wow, what a visual spectacle. But I, I, I don't really mind. <laughs> but but maybe, you know, maybe that's just me and, and plenty of other people. But I, I, I think that's a fair point, though. I think it's a fair point that I think there's definitely a possible world in which uh, it had all of the brilliance of the lyrics and the music and then had better staging that was not so good as to detract from the music and the story so fair enough i'm not saying like i mean i get that you know this is historical context you know this is part of the history that which i think they're trying to highlight mm-hmm. you know they make a few times they make a few jokes about especially like hamilton and lafayette you know like <laughs> immigrants have got the job done in america yeah you know? and the, the, there's obviously a point to this this musical Mm-hmm. Um, as well as being all the all the great things it is, they're obviously making a very poignant point about their history and the, the how Americans have forgotten, forgotten or rewritten or hidden their history for whatever context they've chosen to do that. And you know, dancing might not have been appropriate for that. That's fine. And they they have their ensemble doing really weird 
semi-ballet <laughs> body hopping dancing at different times and that's what I to do and like so dancing might have been a thing I just think that even without the dancing the staging yeah I mean maybe Lin-Manuel took also a lot of the budget for himself in doing everything and they left none for staging but yeah I just think their the entire stage was too minimalist and that mm. even if they'd added features in that allowed progression of time or things like that it could have helped it could have helped the performance have a better educational effect for the audience if the whole point is trying to highlight forgotten um or you know misprinted history and whether there is a subcontext of they're wanting the people to do self-exploration they should have done a bit more with their staging to help more those people who knew and the people who didn't know anything people who knew about the revolutionary war and people who didn't know anything about the war the lyrics and the contents are fascinating if we don't have subtitles if you're watching it live there's no way you can keep up with everything that's been said and which is something we can go into in the in the tv bit but like the staging could have marred the two and allowed the people who knew nothing to get a bit closer to those with the knowledge mm-hmm. um because i don't think just the lyrics on a on a special a theater production which you only probably can afford to watch once and get tickets to once because they're so hot as a, as as a sellout that it gives you enough and the staging could have had could have stitched that that gap a bit closer together and in, in well in my non professional opinion <laughs> <laughs> no I think those are all those are all fair points well let's move on to that then let's move on to uh, this idea of translating it onto the TV because I think just to kick things off, the one wonderful aspect of this was allowing a vast amount of people who had not had the opportunity to see this to watch it at an affordable price in the comfort of their own homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that obviously that's it's, it's not like this was just done out of the good of, you know, Disney's heart and Lin-Manuel Miranda's heart I'm sure there's huge profit incentive for then people now signing up to Disney plus and or keeping their Disney plus or whatever so I'm I'm, I'm not uh, necessarily praising praising that as an act of charity I'm I'm more kind of praising it in terms of the the consequences of it which I think that accessibility and affordability for such a major kind of theater phenomenon in the, in the past five years uh, I think there's something really nice about that and I personally was very excited about that but with being on TV versus being in theatre there are different pros and cons uh, so what would you say were some of the pros of it being available at home on the TV? Well like I said in my last little spiel mm-hmm. definitely subtitles. <laughs> okay. Um, the ability to just read along with what's going on especially if you miss something and you can catch up like there's there's times in theatre where I've sat and they've said something and I've I've strayed and I've gone wait what mm. and I'm I'm behind now but you know I can sit and watch and read the subtitles if my attention like loses focus and I can keep on with what's going on I think especially for such a lyrically heavy musical that has such a fast pace as this and for such a long time the subtitles is is groundbreaking for, for theatre players. <laughs> Um, and there's things that I've missed. You know, my attention wavered. I've got a new baby and stuff like that. So sometimes he made a noise and we checked on him. And and that that ability to to almost have the the rewind was was useful. I think I think in terms of of staging it for TV, um, mm-hmm. I didn't feel. I mean, obviously watching it live, there is there's something about watching theatre live that you just can't replicate. Yeah, it's special. You know, and and I don't think this should ever overtake theatre no um 
because theatre has been around for ages since you know the Romans did theatre and so theatre has always been a part of our almost almost always been a part of our history as, as humans um, and, and there is just something so great about theatre and I don't think this should ever take it but this certainly makes especially I think this could be a big thing like reassembling original casts for a televised production of a, of a great play like the Mary Poppins musical um, and then putting that on streaming services or TV or whatever streaming services is real streaming services to watch again opens it up to the masses, you know, mm-hmm. and people might go, oh, that was so good. I want to see that live and send them to the live thing, you know, and and it, it's a it's a give and take relationship. And I think this is an experiment in theater TV, which I think potentially works because I think it does translate relatively well into TV for me. Yeah, I echo everything you just said there. I, w- I would also kind of add as an extension of that, that one of the, the, the good ways in which it translates is that it allows you to have a lot more close-ups of facial expressions and, and the acting that was going on. And I mm-hmm. feel like depending on where you were in the theatre, that would not... And even if you had the best seats in the theatre, you wouldn't necessarily be able to capture that as well from where you were watching. Whereas this allowed for different camera angles many of which were kind of close-ups facial facial close-ups of you know the singers acting using their facial expressions to do things so Hamilton is loved by the critics and the audiences uh together on IMDb it's had 12,000 12 and a half thousand reviews and it is a 9.1 bit low as far as I'm concerned uh but no No, uh, but but uh, you know a lot of the people coming to this already love the musical already listen to all of the music and so this as an opportunity for them to get it in a format that they can't normally get it because of like you say the price and availability of tickets obviously people are going to flood it with love uh similarly though the critics who of course love anything challenging and uh, historical and that talks about um you know the present day through kind of the narrative of the past and other such um pompous fancy things uh, have have also really kind of given a good score so it's got a 90 meta score going pretty solid if we move over to rotten tomatoes it has a 98 percent critic score uh and a verified a certified sorry certified fresh so enough critics to to give that some solidity and it has an audience score of 93%. I feel like, though, to be fair, a lot of this love is from people who have already obsessed over it and now have it available uh, with the original cast. And yeah, I feel like that explains a lot of it. I will be interested to see if it gets enough reviews on IMDb, audience reviews, to then be put into the uh, list of best films or whether it would it would even go into that that category and if it did then it would be exceptionally high up (laughs) (laughs) so uh right so let's do some summaries and some scores so summarize to me your feelings on hamilton so overall i enjoyed it i thought it was well written generally well performed though i I, like i i have said there's there's a big issue with timing there is no sense of time in the film and the staging is pretty poor or lackluster in my opinion 
and that hurts it a little bit, for, quite a bit for me. I like the songs. I've already listened to um, some of King George's songs again since I've since I finished the production. Though I think having watched it on TV, I'm not sure I'd rush to watch it in theatre. So I'm glad I've had the opportunity to see it in my life. Um, and I may 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 watch it again, probably because you'll want me to <laughs> um, in the future. Um, but over, I mean, overall, I had a good time. But it was very long and sometimes a bit confusing. And this, for me, the staging is is, is just really lets it down. But in the essence, it, it is a good production. It's a good play, a good musical, really strong cast. And I can't fault them all the all the songs. You know, that that's really strong, um, really well written and really, you know, um, performed. So I mean, performances are absolutely excellent. Um, but there's a few issues with the actual production of the musical. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, I came to this review and I consider myself something of a persuasive force, but I feel like I fully take all of your points. And I feel like I personally still am obsessed with and love Hamilton, but I feel like they are for separate reasons. And I feel like for you as someone coming to this new and just watching it for the first time i think that a lot of the points that you have are are very valid uh i personally i this uh, the the love for hamilton was already established for me before i came to this and subsequently there was definitely a huge bias when watching it but also there was the the excitement of the fact that I could, I was now able to watch it with the original cast and see it visualized, not just listen to it. So for me, I, I had such a great time with this and I think that it's wonderful that they were able to make it available so early and make it available in such a format, because for those who already love Hamilton and think it's a work of genius, this is just kind of like, a treat an extra extra treat so i i still yeah i still loved it i feel like doing scores for this is a little bit weird because it's unique it's not it's not a film like we normally do and musicals often grow on people as they listen to them more and and whatnot i guess all of this is basically just uh uh potential footnote to whatever score you give it but uh <laughs> <laughs> but what, what score are you going for I am going for a pretty solid 7.5. Okay. So, yeah, I've gone for a 7. And it really is because of the time and staging that mm-hmm. it's, it's it's dropped quite significantly. Because I just think that it was forgot about and not considered. And even if it was trying to be minimus and self-exploration, I don't think it was the right move to make, personally. And so that's just, you know, it's still one of the highest I've seen this year. Um, it's still very good. It's you know, it's a pretty good social distance bus, um, <laughs> you know. But I think in the bus that you're on, that social distance, someone on the other side of the bus is not social distancing to someone else, and it's annoying you. So I think okay. you're fine in your bubble. You're safe. You've got your mask on. The driver's doing good. You're having a good journey. It's all sort of fine and dandy. But someone else gets on the bus, and someone else socially does not social distance to someone else, and that annoys you. And that's all you focus on for the rest of the journey, and it just it derails the whole thing. And that's the kind of situation we find ourselves in here. I'm sorry to hear that. 
Fair enough. I, I feel like I, I don't even know if I can give it a score because I just it doesn't it's not the usual situation like when it comes to films. And I feel like I could do a whole separate podcast slash discussion where I just go into all of the intricacies of why each song, each choice uh, is phenomenal and why it reflects the history in such a phenomenal way. And so if as a listener, you feel like you haven't got enough of a dosage of um hamilton worship then uh, i'm more like more than happy to supply a short podcast um <laughs> but you know i i would i i would give it a nine or something like that i guess it, it's just i i think that it, it deserves the praise that it gets and i feel like yes there are some issues there with staging and, and uh the representation like the representation of time i feel like that latter one is more of a problem the less acquainted you are with the history but i i i just was delighted to be able to um watch this on screen and uh to see it with the original cast and i i i i i've you know like i say i've been listening to the music from this for for you know four or five years and uh, to me, it never gets old. It's it's just one of those classics. I can I can sing the songs over and over again and not get bored. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's what I would give it. So, Hamilton, what are your thoughts on it coming to the TV screen? Were you excited? Were you a bit let down? Uh, did it did it live up to the hype? If it's your first time watching it, uh, what do you think? And uh, do let us know. Indeed, please let us know what your thoughts are. And uh, yep, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> the end <laughs> take care everyone alright see ya thanks for listening don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram we'll see you next time